Chapter Ten of Grace Harlowe's First Year at Overton College by Jessie Graham Flower. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Ten: The Making of the Team. Saturday dawned clear and sunshiny. It was an ideal autumn day, and luncheon at Wayne Hall was eaten rapidly. Everyone was eager to give an opinion regarding the basketball tryout, and with one or two exceptions, each girl cherished the secret hope of making the team. Anne was one of the exceptions. She had no basketball yearnings. She was ready and willing to be an enthusiastic and loyal fan, but aside from walking and dancing, she had no desire to take an active part in college sports. She was extremely proud of Miriam's and Grace's fine playing, however, and never doubted for an instant that both girls would make the team. "'I'm sure you and Miriam will be chosen,' she asserted to Grace, as the latter stood before her mirror, viewing herself in her new felt walking hat that had arrived that morning." the two friends had run up to their room after luncheon to hurry into their coats and hats preparatory to going to exeter field anne eyed grace admiringly your new hat is so becoming she said i think yours is ever so pretty too returned grace it looks like new no one would know that you bought it last season you take such good care of your clothes anne i wish i could take as good care of mine i hang them up and keep them in repair but somehow they just wear out all at once "'Don't stop to mourn over wearing out your clothes on this gala day,' laughed Miriam Nesbit, who had appeared in the open door in time to hear Grace's plaintive assertion. She was wearing a becoming suit of blue and a blue hat to match. "'Where's Elfreda?' asked Grace. "'She's going too, isn't she?' Miriam nodded, then said slyly, "'If she ever gets ready.' Just then an anguished voice called out, "'Miriam, please come back. That pin you fastened in the back of my waist is sticking me, and I can't reach it.' Miriam flew to the rescue, smothering an involuntary laugh as she ran. Five minutes later, she and Alfreda, in a new brown suit and hat, wearing the expression of a martyr, joined Grace and Anne on the veranda, and the four set out for Exeter Field. "'I'm not going to talk about certain things today, Grace, but did you notice that all the girls at our table were as nice with you as ever?' said Anne in a low tone. "'Yes, I noticed it,' returned Grace. "'If they continue to be the same, I shall think that we have been making a mountain out of a molehill.' "'Look at that crowd ahead of us,' called Miriam. A veritable procession of girls wound its way up the hilly street to Exeter Field. There were big girls and little girls, all talking and laughing happily, until the still October air rang with the sound of their gay young voices. The majority of them were well-dressed, although here and there might be seen a last year's hat or coat that no one seemed to notice or to mind. Overton had a reputation for democracy in spite of the fact that most of its students came from homes where there was no lack of money. Arriving at the field, the four girls followed the crowd, which for the most part made for a long, low building at one end of the field. "'Where are they going?' asked Grace. "'For ice cream, of course,' replied a young woman who stood near enough to overhear Grace's question. "'Oh, I want some ice cream,' piped up Elfreda. "'Very well, my child, you shall have it,' said Miriam in a grave motherly tone. The young woman who had answered Grace's question glanced at Miriam with twinkling eyes. Then she smiled broadly. That smile warmed Grace's heart. "'Won't you come with us?' she asked. "'Thank you. I believe I will,' she replied. "'I think I have the advantage. I know you are Miss Harlowe, but you don't know me. My name is Gertrude Wells, and I am a freshman, too. Now, suppose you introduce your little friends, and we'll go over to the club restaurant. I was waiting for my chum, but she has evidently deserted me.' Grace decided that she liked Miss Wells better than any other freshman she had met. She had a dry, humorous way of saying things that kept them all in a gale of laughter. Alfreda, too, seemed especially interested in her, and exerted herself to please. 
after their second ice all around they strolled over to where the manager of the college athletics association was marshalling the candidates for the tryout grace and miriam hurried off to the training quarters at one end of the field to put on their gymnasium suits the girls who wished to play were formed into teams and tried out against one another and the most promising of the players ordered to step off to one side after having lined up for play three times it was after four o'clock when grace and miriam were called to the field the long wait had made grace rather nervous miriam however was cool and self-possessed and played with snap and vigour i don't know what ails me said grace despairingly as she and miriam stood waiting for the next line-up i didn't play my best i tried to but i couldn't you're nervous rejoined miriam just make yourself believe you are back in the gym at home and you can show them all some star playing i will promise grace see if i don't it was after five o'clock before the last ambitious freshman had been given a chance to display her basketball prowess or lack of it grace had made good her words and forgetting her nervousness had played with the old-time dash and skill that had won fame for her in her high school days her playing had elicited cries of approval from those watching and she had the satisfaction of hearing you play an excellent game miss harlowe from the manager miriam after her third trial also received her full measure of applause and flushed and happy the two girls clasped hands delightedly when they received word that they were to report for practice at four o'clock monday afternoon as they were leaving the field to go to the training shed gertrude wells hurried toward them miss harlowe she called out please wait a minute grace paused obediently while miriam and anne walked on ahead will you and your friends miss nesbit miss briggs and miss pearson come over to morton hall to-morrow night at half-past seven o'clock i have invited a number of my freshman friends and i'd love to have you come too it's saturday night you know so you won't have to worry about recitations to-morrow thank you replied grace i will come with pleasure girls she called to the three heads come back here gertrude repeated her invitation which was instantly accepted be sure to come early was her parting admonition this is our first freshman invitation remarked grace after gertrude had left them i'm so glad i had begun to think we would never get acquainted with the rest of our class i understand that our class is the largest class overton ever had said anne all the more reason why we should be proud of it declared miriam quickly i wonder what they'll have to eat said elfreda reflectively a derisive giggle greeted this remark well you needn't laugh retorted elfreda good-naturedly i didn't say that because i'm so fond of eating i was just wondering whether it would be worth while to eat supper or not take my advice and eat your supper elfreda laughed anne i have an idea that we shall be fed upon ploughed field fudge or something equally nourishing humph commented elfreda that's just about what i thought i hope we have something sour for supper to-night i'm getting tired of this sweet stuff it's frightfully fattening too what on earth has come over you elfreda laughed grace i thought you were devoted to chocolate and bonbons i was confessed elfreda until i saw you and miriam play basketball this afternoon i was crazy to play too but imagine how i'd look on the field i can't run six yards without puffing i'm going to try to get thinner and perhaps some day i can make the team too End of chapter ten